What's up, everyone? Welcome to the CMB Podcast, a podcast for Christian musicians, worship leaders, songwriters, and people of faith who love great music. So this is episode 72. I'm your host, Nate Fancher, and and this episode comes to you guys. uh, It's a little bittersweet. It comes to you from a guy that's uh, probably a little emotional about some things these days. Um, This is our final episode of the CMB podcast. This is our final episode of a podcast that for me has been an amazing learning experience and an amazing journey um, for for me personally. And um, I've, I've been blown away by, by the folks who have uh, reached out to me saying how much they have enjoyed this podcast over the last few years and um, have been resourced by the different interviews that we've had. And, and um, it's just been an awesome... Awesome ride, and today is our our last episode together here at CMB. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you why and uh, what what's going on in my life and the life of the Fancher family, and um, and then also uh, something new. So so though this is the end of a chapter, it is the start of something new. And um, I've been putting this off for a few weeks, actually. Um, for one, I wasn't quite prepared to do the recording yet, but also, uh, procrastination, um, seems to, to work best when it's things that are important and need to be done and you just don't want to have to face them, you know? Um, uh, and that's nothing new for creatives. Uh, we creative people, we all experience what Stephen Pressfield calls the resistance, um, his book, the, the, um, the war of art and turning pro, um, those books have, have, have really talked a lot about the resistance, as he calls it. And so creative people, we're, we're used to that. But I'm not going to make any excuses. Let's just dive in. So here it goes. This is the final episode, but something exciting to share with you. Before I get into the update, I, I do want to just um, say, if, if this is your first time listening to this episode, maybe you haven't um, ever heard um, anything from from me or from the CMB podcast Um it was started in the spring of 2013, and um, here I am wrapping it up here in March of 2016, but um, I brought on Christian artists of all genres to talk about their faith, their creative process, and to promote any new music that they were working on, and um, as I said earlier, it's been a huge, huge uh, journey and learning experience for me personally. Um, I've been inspired by the stories of the folks I've interviewed, and also, it was my very first experience with the process of starting a podcast, doing an online content thing where you're growing an e- email list and, and trying to build an audience online, it was um, it was a, a real process, a learning process for me. And I have always, along the way, sought to um, really be transparent and down to earth. I, I don't I don't want to in, you know over polish or produce these episodes. I try to be real with you. Um, I think that's been good in some ways. Um, just because it helps you see who I really am and helps me really connect with you more uh, personally and you get to know who I am. And at the same time, the weaknesses of that can be easy to just sort of be okay with with uh, doing a so-so episode here and there. <laughs> so just being honest. But um, if, if it's your first time, you wanna, you'll want to go back, just head over to natefancher.com and look up um, in the menu, you'll see podcasts and you can scroll down and you can see some of the um, episodes that I've that I've um, got there, uh, episodes with um, the Never Claim recently, a great band. Um, episodes with Stephen Miller, a worship leader out of Texas, 
um, episodes with more well-known folks like Lauren Daigle, who has just been nominated for a Grammy Award recently, and uh, Paul Balash, a great worship leader, Tim Timmons, great worship leader, Derek Webb, CCM artist, or I don't think he'd want to be known as a CCM artist anymore, perhaps. Sorry, Derek. Um, Robbie Seaband, um, trying to think, but there's so many, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip here on, on who I've recorded, but you can go back and listen to all those episodes. They're still here. The content will always be there. You can still subscribe to the podcast and, um, you can check out what, what I've done, but, um, I, I have loved this process. And so thank you guys for being a part of it. And, um, and now I want to just share with you about something new. If you head over to my blog, my website, natefancher.com, you'll see that um, I have tweaked it a little bit and some things have changed. And um, I I want to share with you now kind of what's happened and why I've done this change and how um, and how important it is that, um, that you join us in a very exciting journey. And when I say us, I mean, I mean my family. My family um, is the most precious thing to me that, that is here on earth. Um, my wife, Katie, and I have been married for over eight years now. We have two kids, um, Miles, who is three years old, and Ian, who is one. And um, it's just, it's been amazing being a family man. Um, it's changed my life in so many ways. And um, I say us because this is really affecting my whole family, what what is happening. Um, for some time, um, about a year actually, I I would I could I could say that I've been floundering a little bit, and um, I'm not going to get too negative um, or get too um, dark on the floundering side. I, I I don't think I was doing terrible or anything, but um, it was just a, a long season of me trying to find my way. I, I personally knew that God was making some waves in my soul. He was doing some work in my heart. He was trying to get my attention on some things, but I just didn't have uh, very much clarity on on the what of it. I didn't know where He was leading us. I didn't know what direction I was going in. I was floundering. And a little backstory here, my wife and I live in Greensboro, North Carolina um, at the time of this recording. Um, we moved here in 2010. I took a staff position at a wonderful church called Living Way Church, where my role was primarily to lead worship. I was the worship pastor. Uh, I also did youth ministry, and um, I wore several several hats. And it's been an amazing five years. Um, it's been a little over five years now, but, but we came here believing that God called us here. And when I look back, I, I see his faithfulness every step of the way. I know that you guys listening have been through things where um, you took a step of faith, you, you, you obeyed God in some way, and um, you look back and, and, and you see God's faithfulness, even in spite of some mistakes that you might have made. Because um, I, I look back and I see a young, zealous, very proud Nate Fancher uh, being quite humbled and stretched over the last six years of ministry. Um, but I don't but I don't look back and regret any of that time. And um, God has been so faithful. In 2013, uh, CMB Podcast was born. I, I had this vision to, to start something um, for the global community online of worship leaders, songwriters, Christian musicians. And um, uh, over the course of that year, things kind of grew, and I started to, to see some traction in that. And things really started uh, about a year ago in February of 2015, uh, really picking up even more. I slowly started phasing out of my role on staff at the church. Uh, my plate became more and more full of things outside the church. Um, one of those things was a job with Centricity Music Publishing out of Nashville. They 
or a great label. Um, I actually got connected with these guys through my CMB podcast and, um, centricity is amazing. I love these people. They're just such a solid team of, of folks who have a great, uh, a great philosophy of how they do their, their business and their ministry and, um, centricity music publishing. I work actually for them. I was contracted to help manage their social media and to maintain their, their website for centricworship.com, which is uh, a worship arm to the centricity brand. Um, and since then, uh, actually quite a lot more has been added to my plate. I am at this moment, I am actually now the managing editor of the brand and, um, and part of the news that I'm going to share here, uh, and, and the reason I'm wanting to shut down this podcast is because I will soon be producing a new podcast for these guys. Um, but I'll be sharing more on that um, at my website, and you can get news there and sign up for our newsletter. Um, and head over to centricworship.com where you can sign up there, and uh, you'll, you'll be finding out all about that. But I'm really excited about really helping them take that to the next level and to um, see what what God's going to do as we continue to foster a real community of worship leaders. So worship is really at the heart of obviously centric worship. Um, CMB wasn't just specifically about worship. It was a little more broad, which I, th- I thought was great and still is a great idea. But um, in this year of uncertainty that I've been in the last year, I think that I started to really drift um, in some ways just from my core, my my, who I really was. I, I actually even started a, a side business um, in the midst of all this stuff with the contract with Centric Worship, and um, it was called NF Media, and I still even right now have some clients that I'm uh, finishing up working for, but uh, the more clients I got, the more busy I got with that kind of work, I got more confused and uncertain of my overall direction. Here I thought I was really supposed to go in that direction. I even started another podcast. Those of you who have followed me, you're, you, you know that I've... I've been very transparent about my journey along the way and how there's been some twists and turns. But in the midst of all that uncertainty, um, God had another plan. He, he knew exactly where he was going to be leading, leading us. It was hard to, for us to think about leaving the church, but I knew that stepping down from the staff role was, was a big part of it. Even though I didn't really know where we were supposed to head or, or go, I, w- I was thinking I w- we would stay here in Greensboro and I would uh, have clients with my new business and still volunteer at the church. Um, this church is awesome. It's a church rich in love for Jesus, a faithfulness to the Bible, rock-solid relationships built on the gospel. But but we just knew God was calling us out out and into something new. Um, we just didn't know what yet, you know? Things began to shift, and this is where the story got interesting. Things began to shift in November of 2015, last fall. I was prompted by a friend and a mentor to uh, connect with a church planner named Jason Robinson. Pastor Jason and I, we met over the phone. Um, my, my friend hooked us up together. I got his number and I called him and uh, we exchanged our life stories. And um, Jason actually had been the student ministry pastor of Church of the King in Mandeville, Louisiana, north of New Orleans, uh, for about 15 years before moving to the Houston area last August to plant a new church. He was sent out along with 50 a little over 50 people from their church to plant a new church in Katy, Texas, which is west of Houston, um, dubbed the fastest growing U.S. zip code of 2013. It's a really f- quickly growing community. And um, that was where God led him and his family and these 50 folks. And um, But they needed a worship and creative arts guy. <laughs> so uh, we got connected. And um, I, you know, I, 
I said that I was open to anything at that time, you know, when I was like not sure what was going on. I said I was open to anything, but the thought of moving to Texas was just nowhere, nowhere on the screen. Uh, I remember actually after the first phone conversation with Pastor Jason, I remember telling Katie, my wife, uh, something to the effect of like, you know, it sounds like a neat church plant and a great opportunity for someone and I'm open to whatever God has, but I just don't see us moving our family to Houston, Texas, that's for sure. I remember saying something like that. You know, it's 17 hours away from here. It's a huge uh, trip for us. And um, all our family's out here. All our friends are out here. Our life has been out here in North Carolina and on the eastern side. <laughs> um, and I just want to say this. You know, when, when you say things like, quote, I'm open to whatever God has, unquote, uh, get ready for that to be tested. And that's exactly what happened. Pastor Jason and I, we, we followed up again with each other a few weeks later after that first conversation, this time to see if we wanted to take them up on flying us out to meet him and his wife. They offered to fly us out to Houston uh, just to see the church plant firsthand, to meet them. And um, so we took them up on it, and we went out the weekend of January the 10th, not long ago, January 10th this year, uh, a week before their public launch. They had a, their public launch as a church in January on January 17th. And so we went out the week before they publicly launched, and um, I remember on the way there, we were both like, why are we going to Houston, Texas? Uh, we, we, we really went at just the encouragement of our, the guy that connected us. He's a pastor of Grace Church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Pastor Kendrick Venar. Um, he really connected us with, with Pastor Jason, and he suggested that we go and we explore it. It's not committing ourselves, but we're going to kind of see what God's up to out there. And, and they, they offered to fly us out and put us in a hotel, and so... Yeah, we were like, okay, let's 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 give it a shot. But on the way there, we're like, why are we going to Houston? You know, it seems weird that we would even like uh, allow them to pay for us when we really feel like we're not going to do this. Um, but God really, really surprised us. It was over that weekend that we just saw the hearts of these people. Yes, and we saw how awesome and exciting the church plant is. Yes, but more than even those two things, those two things are certainly true. But but more than those two things, we had a sense that God could be in this. That He was calling us out of a comfort zone that we'd, we'd been in for some time. Um, it sure didn't help that these people were so awesome, of course, and that God was doing some great things in the church, but um, we really felt like it was more about God saying, hey, I might want you to do this, or we were sensing that God was saying do this, you know. So we obviously began to pray over the next few weeks. Our hearts actually began to go out to the people um, who were in the Houston area. I'm not it sounds like I'm choking up crying. I actually have a tickle in my throat. That's funny. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, I paused so I could clear my throat. That's hilarious. It sounded like I got all emotional. Um, that has been happening a lot, but that wasn't that moment. So don't don't think that. Okay. Um, yes, uh, I was just saying how we, our hearts began to go out to the people of the Houston area who don't know God. And Houston, Texas is the fourth largest city in the country. Recently... I mean, it's huge. Fourth largest city in the country. And and recently, um, Business Insider did a piece on it how, it, how it surpassed New York City as now the number one city in the country that's the most diverse and ethnic and international. 40% uh, white, I think, is what it is. 40% white, 60% all kinds of other ethnic backgrounds. And so all these things started to really begin to take root in my heart and in Katie's heart. And it's almost as if it was less about Texas, though, and more about the simple question of whether or not we would really follow Jesus anywhere. You know, I was saying that I was open to anything, but 
But this tested that, and I started to ask myself, was I really open to anything? If God said do this, would I do it? If it was uh, outside of the, the realm of our natural desires. Because our natural desire was to stay in North Carolina, to raise our kids where we can take them to beautiful mountains in the fall and, you know, the sandy, white, beautiful beaches in, in the spring and in the summer and uh, to, con- to continue having all the people and all the things that we love right at our fingertips. Um, so, you know, North Carolina has been our home for the last, for me, for the last 14 years, 30 years for my wife. She was born and raised right here in Greensboro. And um, this is all we've ever known and loved, especially my wife and my two kids. I've moved around a little bit, but um, this has been where I've had my roots for 14 years. And so, um, but we knew that God was really testing, like, do you really want to follow me? Do you really say that you're going to take up your cross and follow me anywhere, anywhere I say go? And, um, uh, but yeah, so we began to get excited about it. So it wasn't like this just sort of dreaded sort of self-denial thing, like this heaviness that God wouldn't take his, you know, his hand off of us, you know, uh, until we, you know, gave in or caved or something like that. It's, it was that he, he began to change our hearts too. And that was a huge sign, especially my wife. He began to change my wife's heart. Um, when she said, Nathan, I think this really could be God. That's when my antenna perked up. I was like, whoa, if, if you're saying that, if my wife is saying that, then this probably is the Lord. So a month later, we took one more trip out there. Uh, we've, we kind of viewed it as our final confirmation trip. Uh, that was the weekend of February the 8th. And uh, we were sensing pretty strongly that this was God before that, but we wanted to go one more time just to, to really to get that, you know, that yes from, from God in our spirits, you know. This time I led worship. I didn't lead the first time, but got to lead worship with the team and experience the whole setting up and tearing down of the church in a new way. They, they meet in a junior high school. They roll everything in on carts early Sunday mornings. It's awesome. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a church plant, you know. Um, but it was great to be back there and, and this time to actually see ourselves being a part of the church plant this time looking at it through more serious lenses and uh, and being excited about it. And, of course, a little daunting and scared, you know, but, um, you know, because leaving home and going to a place you don't know isn't easy unless you're following Jesus, unless you're following Jesus. And, and that's what we've felt this whole time, that though this is a, a, a big step and a, and a huge move, um, there's something about it that just seems like um, God's grace is in it, God's God's provision is in it. His blessing is in it. So yeah, we're we're packing up everything. We're going to the Lone Star State, Texas, y'all. We're going to Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas. It really is. It's true. Everything is bigger in Texas. They weren't lying when they came up with that phrase. A couple of weeks ago, we we put our house, <laughs> our little house here in Greensboro. We put it on the market, um, and in five days, within five days, it was already under contract. It sold that fast. That's pretty fast for selling a house. So we were like, yeah, God must be in this. Um, our closing date, Lord willing, if everything works out, it's April 12th. And um, we'll, if, if all goes well, we're, we're moving out that week, the week of April um, the 11th. So um, yeah, this whole thing has reignited something in me where I'm excited again to simply be a follower of Jesus. You know, the specifics of the calling, uh, the people you're called to, the place, the town that you live in, your job, your vocation, all those things. Those specifics are all so secondary to the simple call, the primary call of following Jesus wherever he says go. 
What matters is that Jesus is leading and he's with us. He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. And so I'm, I'm reminded a lot of these um, things, uh, especially when I, when I look at Matthew 19, 23, you know, he, he talks about those who leave houses and brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers or wives, children, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life if they do it for the Lord. And so in the natural, yeah, this whole thing seems so crazy. I actually don't even have a job there. The church plant is obviously brand new. There's not a structure in place to hire me full time. Um, There are no guarantees. We're moving 17 hours away from everything we know and love. Yeah, this whole thing does sound crazy for sure. But, But when you look at the returns on the investment of following Jesus and you stop to just consider that this life is all about following him anyway, if, you're, if you are a Christian, if you are in Christ, if you have committed by faith to follow him, this life is all about him. That means it's the easiest and smartest choice in the world for us to do what he says to do, to go where he says to go. It's the easiest and the smartest choice in the world. It, it seems crazy to the world. It seems crazy to those who don't, uh, know God and who don't understand these things, for sure, it seems crazy. And for me, it seems crazy. There are times when I'm in the natural going, what in the world are we doing? This is nuts. This is crazy, right? But but no, when I'm, when I'm in God's word and when I'm seeking him and I'm reminded of who he is and what he's doing, what he's saying and why he's calling us to the Houston, Texas area, an area that needs God, that needs the gospel so badly. When I think about that, it's the easiest and smartest thing we could ever do. It's not crazy at all. You know, I've been eager to do this for a while, as I said. Um, there are a lot of you who are connected to me um, online. Um, and I want to thank those of you who have been a part of this journey who have supported me through these podcasts, through my blog, through my website. Um, and to those of you who are who, who might be listening to this, who are right in my own backyard here, um, who have known us and loved us and been there for us, uh, we're eternally great, grateful for those of you who have been praying with us and encouraging us in the Lord and our church, Living Way Church here in Greensboro, and um, our close friends, our family. Um, and, and don't forget, I, I think I said this the other day at, at our church, um, this is not really goodbye. And for a Christian, it never is. You got to think about that. You got to remember that. Whenever you leave, whenever you move, whenever you sell all to go follow Christ, go to the mission field, whatever you do, you're not really saying goodbye to your brothers, or your sisters. It's simply a see you later, right? And actually, we're going to take you with us. So, and this is what I mean when I say that, we're going to take you with us. <clears throat> It's so hilarious. I keep sounding like I'm choking up. Um, it's really a tickle in my throat, I promise. We're going to be taking you with us. We want you, we want you to join us in prayer and be a part of this chapter of our lives, this next chapter. Uh, head over to our newsletter um, at natefancher.com. Sign up there and join, um, join the story. Um, a big part of our plan is to raise our own support through a team of dedicated uh, ministry partners committed to supporting us for the first couple of years while we while we really uh, help this church get started. The church is going to hire me as soon as they are able, but we felt it was necessary to go ahead and jump in full-time, not look for a job, uh, to, to trust God for our finances, um, and to really follow him. Uh, what a journey, right? 
So as I've been praying and studying God's word on the subject of of support raising, um, it's the perfect, arguably the best uh, way to experience God's supernatural hand on the call that he's called you to do. Uh, This is his ministry. He's the one that said, you guys, I want you to move to Texas. I want you to do this ministry. I want you to help uh, this pastor, Pastor Jason, this church, Church of the King. This is what God has called us to do. So it's God's calling. Um, he's more than able to fund it, so I'm confident that he's going he's gonna to provide for us. We're going to be sharing this journey as it unfolds right here at, at the blog, natefancher.com, so make sure you don't miss the excitement. Um, one plan is to do a new podcast. Um, I, I mentioned the podcast for Centric Worship that I'll be jumping into soon, but also a, a more personal podcast for those of you who, who join our support team um, where you hear the, you hear the, um, the whole journey the story about how we we came to this decision, how we uh, heard God in this all more detailed in a unique way, in a unique storytelling type way. That's going to be the, the new format. Um, it's called The Fancher 4, um, and I'll, I'll be telling you more about that podcast over at the blog, natefancher.com, so you can subscribe there. As we go, I just I want to share the vision and mission of the church plant with you as we go to Texas. So if you join us in prayer, gospel partnership, however you feel led, we would be blown away. So here we go, stepping out of the boat into the unknown. It's definitely scary, but walking on water and trusting Jesus, that's nothing less than pure excitement, right? So we're, we're stoked. I want to thank you guys again, and um, for those of you who have been a part of this CMB journey, and um, excited about the future. There's many more uh, great things to come, more content, Lord willing, more stuff, and um I just am excited to take you with us. So uh, though this is the end of this particular chapter, CMB, uh, there are new chapters ahead. And I just want to leave you with that for you. Don't view your whole life as one big old um, status quo, static, you know, book without any exciting chapters. This is a story. This is a journey that you're on. And right now you're in just a chapter of your life. And at some point, this chapter that you're in is going to end. Um, that might sound sad. I don't know. You might be in a great chapter. You're like, I don't want it to end. But that means there is another chapter coming. You know, if you look at the book of my life, I'm referencing Sting now. There's a great Sting song called The Book of My Life. But it's true. There's the book of my life. There's a chapter um, after one after the other of different things and different seasons that I went through. And God was there the whole time. And so for you, I just encourage you and, and I want to leave you with this this thought that um, whatever chapter you're in right now, um, make sure that God's a part of it or that you're listening to God. He is a part of it whether you like it or not. Make sure that you're listening to him and and to see how this chapter is supposed to unfold for you, whatever chapter you're in, and to obey him whenever he says it's time to end this chapter and to move into the next one. And he may not make it perfectly clear, um, but he's with you and that's what matters. You know, that storm that the disciples were in when they were in that boat, you know, some people preach that passage and they're like, you know, Jesus is amazing. He's powerful. He's the son of God. He can calm the waves just by telling it to. And that's true. He is. But the, the real sin of the disciples in that story, because Jesus said, oh, you have little faith, you know, is that they just weren't trusting Jesus. Who cares about the storm? Guess who's in your boat? Guess who's with you? And guess who's in your chapter right now? He's there with you. So, bon voyage. And I'll see you uh, another time. God bless you guys. Thanks so much. Adios.